Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. Be sure to check out the booklet, Cost of Revival, by Rob Linstead. This booklet shows that if God would send revival when Elijah stood completely alone, he can use you. Cost of Revival by Rob Linstead is available right now for a gift of only $5 or more. Order your copy by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. My wife, Jody, has been a piano teacher for many years. Over that time, there have been annual recitals that have proved to be an interesting study in human nature. It's beyond the ability to comprehend why some of the least talented pianists seem to be infused with high levels of confidence. In truth, it is overconfidence coupled with oblivion to the reality of their lack of preparation. The audience at a recital is smart enough to realize that they're in for a portion of the recital that will challenge the ears. Usually that comes from having a child who was at that level at some time in the past. Occasionally, one with real talent has a full measure of confidence, but usually not. They always have a twinge of doubt in their ability to play perfectly under pressure. Indeed, it's human nature. There are two things that should go hand in hand, sufficient practice and successful performance. A wise music teacher said it this way, don't practice until you get it right. Practice until you can't get it wrong. That is a sure road to success in music, sports, or anything else requiring preparation before consummation of the effort. From a spiritual standpoint, confidence could be a good thing. When taking the Great Commission seriously, Mark 16:50, which says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We need to have the confidence that shows we believe Matthew 28, 20 which promises, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. A salesman needs to be sold on his product. He should be the owner or user of the item he is selling, whether it be an automobile or the soap to keep it clean. As believers in Christ, we aren't selling a product, per se, but the concept is somewhat similar. If we don't believe in him, his power to save, his ability to keep us safe in his hands until we leave this life, we will have more than a little difficulty persuading others of their need of a Savior. Scripture is full of people who had the confidence that they were delivering a message given them by God to be conveyed to others. Every prophet in the Old Testament, the apostles, the writers of the Gospels and the epistles, and even the people who were among those that saw the risen Lord before he ascended into heaven, all had confidence that they had a message of truth to tell. We have the same truth, but do we have the same level of confidence? 
For one who has not been a believer in Christ for long, probably not. That's a given. The car salesman who just started selling cars yesterday after a life of sweeping the floors in a high-rise office building most likely will not be a candidate for salesman of the year if you are his first customer. There is one difference, though. The new believer has the indwelling Spirit of God working in his life and mind. As Paul wrote in 2 Thessalonians 3, 3-5, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. The new believer might not know much about his new faith, but he knows enough to tell someone that Jesus has forgiven his sins and that he is on his way to heaven. The Apostle Paul was one of the most dedicated witnesses for Christ in history. The book of the Acts contains his story, and the book ends in Acts 28, 30, and 31 with these words, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Paul knew who Christ was what he had done for him, and what he was going to do for him for all of eternity. He was a fearless witness until his martyrdom by beheading in Rome. That confidence resulted in people being unable to shake him in his faith or contradict him. His faith in Christ was real, personal, and unshakable. Again, we have a foundation stone in Psalm 118.8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. As the great old hymn says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Here are just a few verses to fit the concept of confidence. Proverbs 14.26 In the fear, or the reverential respect of the Lord, is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Proverbs 25:19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. One can hope to avoid the broken tooth, but it's not likely we can avoid the unfaithful man. In 1 John 2, 28, we find the challenge, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. The more we read the word, the closer we draw to the Lord through prayer. The more we will know him in a personal way and with confidence go through the rest of life to the point of seeing him face to face, either at death or the rapture. A child with loving parents knows that he can be open and truthful with them. He will not hesitate to ask for something he needs. That is the relationship we have with our Heavenly Father. 
1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Verse 15 does not tell us that we should ask for a new Cadillac every year. The name it and claim it crowd might believe that that's what the verse teaches, but verse 14 has the qualifier built in. We must ask according to God's will. Unselfish asking, intercession for others, asking for blessing for those in need. These kinds of prayer are according to his will. And for them, we can expect a desired answer. Edward Mote wrote a favorite hymn. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Could we hope for anything that could top that last stanza, when he shall come with trumpet sound? Oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless, to stand before his throne. Blessed is the one who will stand before God's throne, faultless, and washed from sin through the precious shed blood of Christ. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.